Welcome to Flourish with Trish, a podcast dedicated to the curious and creative. Working with like-minded women chasing their dreams is something I have always been passionate about. Being a freelance photographer who specializes in creating content for women-run businesses means that no two days are the same. Every day I'm learning, every day I'm inspired, and every day is exciting. It's a real privilege being able to spend my days with passionate women in their respective fields. The knowledge each of these women share with me in the short time that we have together is incredibly inspiring and deserves to be shared with a wider audience. So here we are. From thought-provoking conversations to personal life stories and everything in between, I can't wait to introduce you to some of the beautiful women who have inspired me. My hope is that this podcast ignites a fire within and inspires you to live a life full of passion and purpose. Let's flourish together. Now, admittedly, I've been watching this month's guest business quite closely over the past two and a half years. Truth be told, it was rather difficult to avoid lick paint with their brilliant marketing campaigns that flooded all of our social media feeds throughout the course of the pandemic. I mean, how genius was it to launch a paint company at the beginning of lockdown when every man and his dog, guilty, was diving in to DIY? Talk about divine intervention. Over the last two and a half years, Lick has created a people-powered decorating movement centered around approachability and beautiful living. From their virtual color consultations to their inventive peel-and-stick paint samples, what a game-changer. Lick has revolutionized the paint world and given it a fresh and fun approach. Earlier this month, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Tash Bradley, Director of Interior Design at Lick. Tash has a background in art, property development, interior design, and a degree in color psychology. Her energy, as you'll hear momentarily, is infectious. Her knowledge and passion for color is so inspiring. She is a force to be reckoned with, and I am so excited to see what's next for her and Lick as a brand. I have a funny feeling this girl's only just getting started. In this episode, Tash and I are discussing the psychology behind color, what it's been like taking Lick across the pond and launching in America, and some upcoming decorating trends for 2023. As always, guys, it's a pleasure to have you here, and I can't wait to dive in. So let's do it. Before we get to it, guys, I need to take a moment and be completely transparent and to apologize to Tash at Lick. Moments before we began recording this episode, I ran into a bit of a technical difficulty and one of the microphones wasn't playing ball. It wasn't working. I had no option but to move forward with our conversation with one microphone. Obviously, this is reflected in the quality of the sound during our conversation, which is not ideal. However, the content during our time together was too good not to share and it's something I'm really proud of. But I wanted to take this opportunity to be vulnerable and show you guys that sometimes things don't go to plan and sometimes situations arise that are well and truly out of our hands and we're presented with an opportunity of how we're going to handle it to move forward. So I just wanted to be as open and as honest as possible um, before you start listening because I know how dreadful it can be when you don't have 
top quality sound on a podcast, but bear with me and please enjoy the breath of fresh air and energy that Tash is. She's incredible. And, um, I'm so glad that she had the time to sit down with, with me and, uh, for you guys who all listen here at Flourish. So without further ado, enjoy. Well, Tash, I want to dive right in because I, f- I think that it's pretty amazing to see how far you've come in the last, has it been two and a half years? Two and a half years, yes. The company, we, we were developing it probably six months before. Okay. Sam and Lucas, who are both the co-founders, they um, were developing it probably a year before it launched. Okay. But yeah, we've been going live for two and a half years. Two and a half years. You have a background in property development, interior design, and a degree in color psychology. But I really want to know, and I think a lot of people want to know, is how did you land, how did you end up here? How did you end up with paint? (laughs) I'll run paint. (laughs) Um, Well, firstly, also I just want to add to everyone listening, I apologize. I've got three drinks in front of me. (laughs) I've suddenly lost my voice, which is, I would say, is my superpower. So the fact that I'm recording a podcast with a lost voice. Um, But hopefully you can hear me clearly. (laughs) Um, So how did I end up here? So... I, my interior design journey, funny enough, started when I was 27. And before that, I was doing marketing mm-hmm. and loved it. Honestly, Trish, I was so spoiled. I have done some awesome jobs for some amazing brands and absolutely loved every, every job I've done. I've loved working for whoever it was. But it was when I was 27 and I was like, do you know what? I... I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Like, I always knew I wanted to work, and I love working, and I love being with people, but actually marketing wasn't quite my calling. Yeah. And so I took a sort of year to really think about, like, what was my passion? What did I want to do? And in that year, the one thing that I just kept going back to Mm -hmm. was the home. Yeah. And was what... Uh, the home to me just means everything. Like from an interior design perspective, from hosting friends in my home yeah. to even just me putting my pajamas, eating a mug of cereal, watching Bake Off. <laughs> I love cereal. And <laughs> like home was my happy place yeah. and it made me almost feel the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. So my now husband, but boyfriend at the time, was like Tash you keep coming back to the home, you need to go and go back to uni and you need to go study interior design. Yeah. So I went back to university. And that that felt right. That was like... Totally. Yeah. Totally felt right. I suddenly was like, I, um, I'm going to go back to uni. I want to, I love learning and I've always loved learning. And so I went back to uni and I studied interior design and one of the modules in my course was colour theory. And that module just oh my God, it just enlightened me. Mm-hmm. I suddenly became probably not to a healthy degree, but obsessed with color and like how color could make us feel in our homes, um, on what we wear. Like the fact that you're wearing this beautiful orange jumper just makes me want to talk to you I more. I just for you. <laughs> <laughs> and like just the impact that color had on us. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And I graduated. Mm-hmm. 
And then I was like, I went to Sam and I was like, I need to go deeper. I need to go deeper into the world of colour. I want to go a bit further and unpick it a bit more. And that's when I did a couple of extra courses in colour psychology, which really then went into not just okay, this is the colour theory. It's like really understanding how colour can really make us feel and the combinations of colours. And I basically went and studied all of that and then basically took all of that knowledge and then applied it to what I now do at Lick. Um, I think it's amazing because, you know, that's what I think makes Lick such... um, it, It separates you from so many other paint companies because you guys came into the into the game not long ago nice. with this added experience and and kind of service that you're providing as a color psychologist like psychi- psychiatrist psychologist yes, yes, yes. probably psychiatrist too do you feel <laughs> yeah. like you are as someone mate I'm taking it <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it but you've done what over a thousand yeah color consultations now right yeah I think that's my biggest thing is like at the beginning Mm -hmm. guys I did not know what I was doing like I'd never done um color psychology before and like I'd never worked with any clients I was so new to the game like three years ago and I remember my first appointment being petrified and like having this like call with this complete stranger who I was basically about to recommend like all the colours within her home. And I was like, fuck, I've never done this before. I don't quite know what I'm doing. And like, I did have to wing it. Like at the beginning, I had to like pretend on the call. I knew exactly what I wanted to put in her home. But actually I was ending the call and like researching, like looking through all my interiors books. Yeah. Um, But over time, I think like you said, now in the last year, I've definitely picked up my confidence. Like I... I don't think there's many places I could walk in and not know what I was doing yeah. in the in the color space, basically. Um, and it's really funny. It's definitely come. Yeah, I think over a thousand. I think yeah, I'm bordering one and a half thousand appointments. Oh my gosh! How do you fit it in? Like, how yeah. do you genuinely? Because do you have is it do you have it scheduled in a in a week that you do like you know however many in a day or do you mm. do you do them every single day? So at the beginning. I was, um, my husband calls me a shire horse, like all, like a shire horse, just trudging through. But we had this crazy opportunity where lockdown. Yeah. Walk us through that because you talk about divine intervention and the uh, all about timing. You guys, Guys. yeah. Tell everyone about this. So timing wise, I think it was just a sign that we had to launch and we weren't ready to launch and our investors rang Sam and Lucas up and said, you guys are launching today. And it was literally when Boris said, we're going into lockdown. They literally were like, you're launching the paint company. And there was a moment because we were um, direct to consumer. So basically we were the only paint company in the UK for the first two weeks that could deliver paint to your door, which honestly we were like, holy shit, we must launch. Like, we've got to do this. We've got to seize this opportunity. So we had a little factory in Wales with these amazing guys hand-stirring our paint in Wales. Oh, my gosh. Um, Close to here, actually. Yeah. Um, And we launched, and there was five of us when we launched. Um, And my job was obviously the colour consultancy side and speaking to people and working out what colours they wanted in their homes. And at the time, like, that was a really new thing to our business. Um, And, like, we didn't know how many appointments I should do a day. And I ended up doing, to put it in perspective, I do now one a day. Okay. 
back then I was doing five to six a day. Wow. Which I know it doesn't sound loads, but creative, like... It zaps you. Like, oh. as a creative myself, yeah. Tash, I find that... I think people underestimate how much energy goes so into energy. creating, right? And totally. you're having to be on your game every single... There's not a yeah. second that you can just fuck up or be out of out of the moment, right? Yeah. And so it's exhausting. So seven a day, you must have been like... Seven a day, we were waking up, but everyone um, was either... Loads of people were on furlough. Loads of, everyone was at home. Everyone wanted to decorate because they finally had time to do the house jobs that, you know, they never normally did in their busy lives. And, you know, I think the home became such an important part to people and they suddenly realized that home was their safe space the place that they could really put their own personality onto the walls mm. and so yeah I was doing seven a day and oh my god I freaking <laughs> loved it so my lockdown was just talking to the most amazing people yeah. all day every day and just helping them transform their homes yeah. um and just like also I know it sounds really silly like a lot of families who hadn't obviously been in lockdown together in such a tight space for such a long period of time ever because you're either going on a school run you're going to work Mm -hmm. and so working out you know the kids zones or like where they're doing their homework to I don't know where you're having your movies or your dinners and yeah just really understanding the families yeah was really interesting it is really interesting and I think the the amazing part about it is is you guys people had this unreal amount of time at home that they needed to feel inspired or they Mm -hmm. needed to feel comfortable or they needed to feel safe or whatever it was and you really you guys capitalized on that and I think like I said divine intention has just been amazing and I think it's really um what I think why do you think this is a question that I've always looked at your your brand Mm. and, and you because you really believe that you want people to listen to their gut and to their intuition about what yeah. what works for them, right? Yeah. Because you, you're sitting in my house now. Clearly, it's very um, white, mm-hmm. right? With little pops of color, subtle pops <laughs> of color. But I want to know why it's important to you in cre- to create a healthy and happy home with, with paint and color. So when I was studying, mm-hmm. my biggest takeaway was that I didn't want to be an interior designer. I really didn't want to inflict my style onto anyone. What I really wanted to do is really get to know the people that lived in these homes and like really understand what makes them happy, what makes them feel calm, what makes them feel joy. You know, how do they use their home? Like who are the families in there? And I think what I love about our brand is I work with the most talented human beings on this planet. Like they are all superstars. And my team especially, we've got four colour consultants and we all... Our job is to basically listen to the client and understand their brief. And like, for instance, like we said, your home is super earthy, super neutral. And this is what reflects your personality. And like, this is what home means to you. Whereas my house dress, you would laugh, is just like, it's like a rainbow is just thrown up in it. Like... (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It's the most intense mental home of colour. But that to me is like calming. And are you always because you're in this world changing yeah. the color of your house or um, always yes <laughs> okay okay I, I, I thought that might be the case but I wasn't quite sure because I I would imagine it would be like you're constantly creating new color mm-hmm. pa- like color palettes and you know what I think I what I love mm. is 
I find paint overwhelming in the past I have. Yeah. Because I think that it can be a minefield when you walk into these like Benjamin Moore or, or yes. I shouldn't even name the actual names, but you walk into certain uh, paint companies yeah. and it's, there's so much choice. It's overwhelming. I find it frustrating. Yeah. I start to get some kind of panic within me that I, I, I don't know where to start. So you guys have really honed in on like specific, like it's a small, it's a small yeah. range, but it's a, it's, it's a considered range. So it's called color paralysis. And it's basically where you go in and you're faced with way too much choice that actually you almost just freak yourself out and you just go, Oh my God, I don't want to do this. I'm going to revert to a neutral. I'm just going to go white because I wanted to go for a blue, let's say. Yeah. And you're like, too many blues. Oh my God, I'm panic. I'm going to just paint everything white and forget about it. And so us as a brand, we really wanted to eliminate all color paralysis. And we wanted to create the most perfect curated color palette. So if you are wanting a blue, we have four light blues or four mid blues or four dark blues. That's it. And What I love is by asking you certain questions, like, okay, you want it to be fresh, then there will only be two blues there for you. And you very quickly, Trisha, if I had, it's such a shame I don't have them on me now. Yeah. (laughs) If I had, like, your colour that you're wanting, let's say you're wanting to paint your bedroom blue, and I showed you two blues, I would see your gut would tell you which one you're most drawn to. Really? And that's that's the colour. That's the colour you should do. Just stop there. Everyone doesn't need to overthink it. Put that colour on your wall and it's going to look amazing. So as a brand, we wanted to eliminate all colour paralysis. We wanted to make it super curated. Mm. My biggest sort of role at Lick was to create the palette. And that came from my art background. And... With those colours, we worked with top interior designers, top um, top editors from magazines to really understand, like, what's trending, what does the industry love? But also, through doing all my appointments, I know better than anyone what our customer wants in their home. Yeah. Like, I literally will sit with you and, like... By doing seven a day, by doing over a thousand, I know what green people are wanting. Yeah, like market research at its, oh, at its like, best. At its, at its best. best. And also what's great is when you're in someone's home, people's guard comes down. So I can like ask questions like if for whatever reason we don't have a colour for them, I can find out what colour that is. Like, okay, and then, okay, no, stop. That, yeah. That's important. How? How do you find out what colour? So if, if someone comes to you and they go, yeah. cash? yeah. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want in this house. Where do you, what's your creative process? Like, how do you get there? God, that's such, okay, right. So (laughs) if you asked if anyone at home is stuck and like, oh my God, I don't know what color or style. I don't even know where to start. Two things, you can either go two ways. Either find out what you don't like. It's so easy to know like, okay, what colors don't you like? And funny enough, eliminate that because that's super easy so many of my clients which I'm I'm getting them through it's normally purple people hate purple like really it's so weird it's but so weird you shared some stuff recently about yeah. pl- a plum making it's like thank dating. you <laughs> so when people say they don't like a color it's probably a certain shade of color so it might be that sort of Cadbury's purple they're referring to when actually oh, when right. actually there's a lilac there's a lavender there's a um there's a plum you know purple is so broad like yeah. it's not just that one shade of Cadbury's purple so it's I sort of go in and educate like actually 
you might love purple, but like it might be this one shade that you hate and you might associate it with a negative memory. So I had one client the other day and they hated this tone of orange, right? Okay. Hated orange. And it's purely because obviously that orange reminds them of EasyJet and like oh, cheap right. and naff. What they associate, like totally. people associate, wow. Yeah, it's called color association, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's where basically people pin a color to a certain memory. So like it could be a school uniform, it could be a football team. Oh my God. And yeah, and so it's finding out what you don't like. Okay. And then you can very easily be like, okay, great, you've eliminated all of that. Yeah. Now let's like tap into what you do like. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you do that? That's oh, a good question. <laughs> um, so I think the biggest thing you need to do is before you even come to thinking about color and about styling and your furnishings, it's like, okay, the home that you've bought, what what time of day, how are you using these spaces? Mm, that's you know? so true, right? It's all about, I'm big on lighting because as a photographer, yeah. I always say to a client, okay, let's look at the shot list. Yeah. Where do we, what do we want to accomplish? For example, yesterday I had a client and it was um, lingerie and they wanted to get shadows. I went, well, this is obviously your, your windows facing the West. The mm-hmm. sun's going to set there. So let's gravitate towards those shots later on. I guess it's kind of the same kind of 100%. process with paint, right? Yes, Totally. So if you imagine um, you want to wake up and it's your bedroom and you want it, it's south facing, you are getting this lovely, warm, natural sunlight. If you imagine a north facing room, you know, those rooms get this dull light. And if you want to try and make that bright, that room really bright, you've really got to play against the light. And so it's all about really working out like time of day. Like, are you in that room during the day Uh or are you actually just going there at night to watch a movie yeah well actually if you're only going there at night to watch a movie why don't we embrace that let's go darker like Mm, let's see what the colors look like at the time of day that you go there um you know I get so many clients like oh um I don't know I want this green in this snug room but they're looking at it during the day but they're only there at night so stick we have these peel and stick samples yeah which I don't oh, take a moment for that yeah. because like you know they say you can't reinvent the wheel you you actually <laughs> kind of did you, you kind of mm. did because you know what like the, I think the worst part about decorating for me yeah. anyways I hate going those going to get those little samples you spend so much money on them yeah. they're so fucking messy and your house then is just covered I'll ruin carpet in the process and you guys just literally created a peel and stick that you put on your wall to get an idea of how the thing looks that is no credit to myself (laughs) that I wish it was but that is Sam and Lucas to a T they are so their brains just work no honestly their brains work in like a totally different way um I'm actually so impressed with them but I was going to my clients' houses and painting, like you said, these these massive patches in their living room and then leaving and being like, I'm so sorry, I've just ruined your living room, but choose a colour in like a week's time and let me know which one you like. Um, Anyway, the boys are like, surely there's a better solution to this. Anyway, our peel and stick samples, it's 100% true colour match. So it's our paint on that sample. So you know that that is the exact colour that it will look like and that you're going to get. What I like about them is you can move them around the room, you can see them in different lights. Also, if you're going shopping for a sofa, 
take the sample with you. Take it with you, see it against the sofa. Like, so easy. Or stick them to a mood board. Like, yeah. Oh, Tash. Like, see, it, it's those little <laughs> things that I didn't even think of. Because it's like, when you put something on one wall, the light hits it differently than if it's on, totally. it's on the other wall, yeah. right? And what's really cool about paint, and I think it's really, um, is that the same lick of paint yes. will look completely different in my house than it will look in your house. So. Mm-hmm. It's like you have a product, but it looks so different in so many different, uh, used in so many different areas or, or spaces or, you know, and I think that's really, it, it, you, social media has, uh, has allowed, I think, all of us to be able to get inspiration in so many different ways. And you've done that really, really well. So if someone comes to you, for example, again, yeah. and they don't know what they want, yeah. like we've talked kind of off the record and you said, well, you know what, Trish, I might just say, open your wardrobe. Oh my god, this is my favorite thing that I do with clients. Okay. So okay. So, <laughs> so favorite thing that I do is if you're literally like, I don't know what I love. Yeah, because there will be those people, right? Hundred, but also like my whole well, I say my whole family. My mum, who's an interior designer, the world's most creative person ever. Whereas my sisters, no 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 no. They are really? like they it's didn't get rude. That gene. Totally. They they annoyingly got the freaking brains and looks. <laughs> I was just stuck with being dyslexic and creative. Um, (laughs) But what was so funny is my biggest thing I say to a client is just let's go to your wardrobe. Like, your wardrobe will tell me and tell yourself, like, okay, if you are, everything's neutral and beige and it's maybe from, you know, cos or like, you know, you'll start to really get a feel for um, the sort of, tones and the sort of shapes and textures that you're drawn to whereas um you know if you opened my wardrobe you would notice there is pattern there's color yeah and I think that's a really good starting point to really understand like oh my god that's so funny I'm really drawn to everything being super neutral and then my handbag or my shoes are bright colors Mm. so you like a bright accent yeah I do because this is like when I went through my wardrobe this morning with that in mind (laughs) yeah I was like everything is freaking cream or like you know um (laughs) uh, caramel or something yeah and then at the very back was this beautiful bright kind of coral color which I love and I think I gravitate towards that when I feel like I need the extra energy yes right yeah very common very do you know what it's really funny like this huge science behind it which I won't go on to this podcast but honestly that Mm -hmm. we should go into that another time yeah that if you are feeling, if it's a grey day outside, for instance, you suddenly, everyone's mood just slightly drops. Mm. You know, when it's bright blue sunshine, you get energy from You're that. You're invigorated. Totally. Yeah. And that can happen with what you wear. Like, if you are wearing all black, let's say, you're getting no positive psychological energy from that colour. Really? And so that's a a total thing. Wow. So actually, if you were to wear, you know, orange, it doesn't have to be bright, but colours that stimulate you, give you energy. Yeah. If you were to wear that, your mood for the day would change totally. Really? Yeah, totally. So when it comes to, you know, creating your palettes because mm-hmm. you're very much a part of that process right yeah and you you have also wallpaper yes yes um where do you pull your inspiration from to create them like I know you said you have their conversations with your clients which is great um yeah. market research but where do you pull your inspiration from I would say my inspiration came from a lot this is also not most people in our field would say nature 
you know, and nature is a huge part of the best colour combinations that you can have. So, but I actually went back and looked at old school, like 60s, 70s, 80s interiors magazines. Really? And I was like, they are like setting trends in my eyes. Like, they have the coolest combinations, the ones that slightly a bit more unique and like create a talking point and for me lick is a little bit about pushing boundaries it's not you know we're not a heritage brand you know we're not we've got some incredible colors but what i love about it is all our colors can pretty much sit together so any combination you want to have you can just have confidence when it comes to using them because we've done the hard work so if you want to have a blue and a pink or an orange and a red um, or I just did a bright blue kitchen with a dark plum and island. And like most people would be like, that's really? not a combination I'd go for. Yeah. But honestly, it looks awesome. And do you, is that like the client leading that? Or are you, do you kind of, do you massage it in saying like, mm, mm, we can I would say uh, there's certain clients I know I can just slightly push okay. and be like, guys, trust me on this one. It's yeah. going to look wicked. Um, but... I think, again, it's just making sure you see what the client wants, mm. see what inspires them, yeah. and then show them something. I always throw in a wild card. Always. Really? With, no matter what I do, okay. I've listened and I will create exactly what I know you want, mm -hmm. but also I'll show you actually your home and you guys can take this. Really? And I would say, we were trying to do a stat the other day, I'd say easily 60% of people... Had, pull elements from the wild card into their schemes really always always yeah i guess it will be just... a painted ceiling yeah or it will be painting dark woodwork contrasting color something that they wouldn't naturally have thought of yeah but something that i would just push them out well you say that your ceiling is your fifth wall yes Yes. Yeah. People neglect their ceilings. I do too. I, <laughs> I just go right to white thinking that's the, yes. oh, that's the best thing to do, but no. No. So the problem is, is if you imagine when you walk into a room, you're always drawn to the lightest part of a room. Naturally. Naturally. Yeah. So when people paint them brilliant white and they've gone for, let's say... <laughs> I'm just looking up I'm now. just looking up. But actually, you've done a lovely job because you're, everything's the same colour. Yes. Yeah. So you actually don't notice your ceiling. Okay. But... If your walls, for instance, were dark, yeah. or it doesn't have to even be dark, it just needs to be a colour or or a, even a beige. If then your ceiling is white, I'll walk into the room and just look up. And, like, yeah. you don't want to do that. And does it bring it actually down? Yeah, because you're, you're, you focus your eye on it. Right. So if you have a smaller room, honestly, guys, like, just go for it. Wrap that colour all the way around. Like, fold in the whole room look skirting at boards and everything everything just wrap it in the same color okay. what that does is it absorbs all shadow blurs all the lines and you are then walking in and drawn to the fireplace your sofa your bed whatever it is in the room um the other thing that i would also say is if people are like oh my god i don't want to paint my ceiling dark yeah go for a soft white or like a dark blue and then a light blue Oh, so just tonal. Tonal. Something's just a little bit softer. Yeah. So the contrast just basically isn't as sharp. Really? And so when it comes to certain rooms in the house, so say, you know, um, I, I'm redecorating yeah. constantly, but <laughs> it's, you know, there's certain rooms like the home office, the bedroom, the, if people have a home gym, is there certain things that, I know you said it's very individual. Yeah. 
But are there certain colors that you would, in psychology-wise, in the terms of color, that you would say to gravitate towards that's going to make you more inspired or that's going to make you feel more chill or that's... is uh... Okay, yes. Well, there definitely is. Okay. Like, there's color groups there that... Um, when people go, um, I want a calming bedroom, mm, yeah. okay? So two things. It's really working out what, like, calm means to you. Like, right. your calm might be very different to my calm. True. But... It's all down to the certain tone. So, for instance, if you have a high saturated colour, so guys, that's anything that is super bright, mm -hmm. that's not calm. Like, mm. even if that's in a yellow, a red, an orange, let's take that colour group, for instance, those yeah. warm colours, if they are a high saturation, that is going to be way too overstimulating. So I would avoid all of that in a bedroom. However, if I added a shitload of white or black to that, muted it down, yep. that instantly becomes more calming. Yeah. And so the calming of colours, so funny enough, there's two that I'd really always like gravitate towards. Green connects us to nature. I Every, love green. That's what green. I've been pulling lately. I love it. Yeah. Green, green. Um, your eye, funny enough, doesn't have to adjust to the color green. So instantly it relaxes you. So really? green is a great color for living rooms, bedrooms, home office, you name it. It's grounding. Very grounding. If you're doing home office, go for maybe a teal because blue... Blue is the colour of your mind. Mm -hmm. The darker... Oh. Yeah, super interesting. Oh. Oh, it's also the world's favourite colour. Blue. Yeah, blue. Everyone fucking loves the blue. Oh, my God, I love um, that. The darker the shade of blue, the more mentally stimulating. The lighter the shade of blue, the more mentally soothing. If you throw in green and blue together, it's like the perfect colour for a home office. It's like restful grounding, but you've got that dark blue notes that just bring a bit more sort of energy to it. Oh, I yeah. love that. Now, you say that, you know, it, it, it changes from person to person. And it's so, yeah. like, what is calming for me is not necessarily calming for my husband. So, yeah. how the hell <laughs> do, when you're working with couples... Do you make sure that both people are happy with if they if they're both having a say in it? Because you also told me in a in a previous conversation that there's a staggering number of men who are colorblind. Colorblind, yes. Oh, like one in ten men are colorblind, and wow. also that can be quite sensitive to someone. Mm -hmm. And I think which I find really interesting when I'm on an appointment is first off asking you know, who lives there? Like, is it just you? Or yeah. do you have a husband, a partner, a family? And it's about really understanding everyone that's going to live in the home. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many case studies I've had where I'm, I'm literally a therapist. <laughs> I I've, I've literally, <laughs> and like sometimes I like, my, my biggest default, by the way, is I just like joke through situations, which isn't good. But like sometimes I have like, like couples almost like rowing on a call. Um, cause like one wants one design one wants the other and I'm like the peacekeeper in the middle <laughs> being like guys A it's just paint yeah. we're, we're alright here yeah yeah but also they're together for a reason you know you're a family because of a reason and like I just need to work out what both your styles are and they can one trillion percent work together mm. it's just about finding and that's my job is like finding the right tones shades furnishings that can like marry both styles yeah and it's easy to do it's just when one person of the family like overshadows the other one yeah actually then you'll find that that other person isn't 
as happy. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, you want everyone to feel... You, I, I love this. I actually saw that you talk about when you walk into a room, you call them shoulder droppers. Oh, yes. And I, I thought that's so true because I have walked into certain, whether it's a, a hotel or yep. someone's home, and it evokes an emotion or it evokes a feeling. And totally. I actually... I'd never heard of it referred to that way. And it's such a, it is, it's, it's like. Do you know oh. who does it really well? We've just done a partnership with them and I've spent a year developing okay. this partnership um, with the Soho House. And oh. they, like, I, their whole thing is like from house to home. Mm. And it's about when you go into one of their hotels, I've actually never stayed at one of their hotels because they're really expensive. No offense, <laughs> sorry, Soho House. Um, <laughs> But it's true. Yeah. Um, I think a salad is like 20 quid. But um, it's delicious. It's unbelievable. And their interior design yeah. is like... Next un- level. T- t- is ridiculous. Yeah. They marry... Um, col- well, colour, yes. But yeah. they have this like amazing um, ability to pull like... Say like barn wood. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But then pull in like a really plush feeling of like velvet or yeah, velvets or something, right? Their biggest thing is layering. So whether it's like... The colours, you'll never notice. Like, they're, they will do, like, two colours on the wall, and then they're all about taking one palette, so it normally be three to five colours per room, and Whoa. they've layered it on cushions, fabrics, textures, curtains, wall colours, everything. Um, you know, whether even it's a candlestick, the candles... The thought that goes into those mm. houses is bonkers. And actually, I think that's what I loved is, like... Their biggest thing is when you go in, all their palette, by the way, with the colours we collaborated with them with to their furnishings, everything's muted. Every, all the colours I had to make for them. When you say muted, what do you mean? So, uh, when I was making, so I made all the colours for them. Amazing. Um, And when I was making them, I cannot emphasise how much black pigment I had to add. So, like, so much black to make them dusky and, like, really soft and earthy. Okay. And that's where they're very clever because they bring loads of colour into the room, but it's it's soft colours. Mm. It's, like, colours that just really tonally can work together. And then there might be the odd bright sort of glass let's say but it's one very small sort of proportion yeah and I think that's what they do very well and that's why you feel very relaxed in their environments is you know you could hang out there all week if you wanted to yeah and I think that's the thing it's the shoulder dropper yeah it is and so with have you ever had any challenges say with like a, a client or maybe not I shouldn't say challenges but you know, you might walk into a space and say that someone, because I know that some people, if they're fe- some people are affected mm. by color, in it could be triggering, right? Totally. So, have yeah. you had clients where you've had to be very mindful of, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, f- funny enough, two weeks ago, I actually um, was on this call with this. Oh my god, she was an amazing lady. And she's really struggling. She's got two really lovely children. And one of them is very autistic. Yes. And the son was really struggling at home. Okay. And we were on the call. And when we were on the call, we were just in her living room. And I hadn't seen the house at this point. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny. When I then go, after we've spoken for half an hour, we then go on like a tour of the house. And I was suddenly noticing these bright, like bright reds, bright yellows. Like her kitchen was this awesome freaking wicked like oh my god I loved it 
but it was this bright yellow. And what was happening is oh. her son was just getting overstimulated. And even his room, like in his room, it was like this very um, rich orange colour. So every space that the, the son went to was just really overstimulating yeah. him. And so he couldn't relax, which was having a massive impact on the family. Massive. I then basically was like, what was nice is like within five seconds, I was like, oh my God, I can totally solve this lady's life. And what was so nice, the moment we put soft greens, beiges in, we then added um, this lovely teal colour we've got called Teal O2. And literally she sent me an email being like, not, my God, please, like not that I'm solving people's lives. But <laughs> like, no, but, but honestly, the child now is so much calmer, like wants to go to his room, sleeps better, all of this. Wow. Yeah, and it's purely down by just changing the colours they have. How did you narrow down what colour was going to be the best for him? Um, Okay, so it was all about finding the right tone. And again, because of autism, autistic children need softer environments. Okay. Um, But they mustn't have all white Mm. They need to have certain colours. And actually the greens, the blues, any of those colours are very good for their mind and, like, help them to be um, more sort of clearer, I would say. And so, yeah, it was definitely earthy greens, um, soft blues, nothing with too much yellow undertone. Yeah. Like, eliminate all yellow, just duskier as possible. Do you think that your... You mentioned earlier that you have dyslexia. Oh, yeah. Do you think that it has led you to where you are? Totally. Oh, my God. When I was in my 20s, I used to be so embarrassed at or, like, trying to hide it. Yeah. um, That I was, like, heavily dyslexic. Like, I honestly can't write an email. I, like... write an email oh my god I apologise to all of my mates like my texts never make sense um and I found that really hard because I used to have to write loads of press releases and all of that and I used to in my previous job and hate it like before this was before like Grammarly was a thing um (laughs) And just hate it. And I was like, oh my God, surely there's a way that I can communicate that I don't have to do this. Now I just use my whole job is voice noting. So whether it's Slack, whether it's WhatsApp, you name it, voice noting. Yeah. But I think when you're dyslexic, I just, I knocked my confidence. Like when I even mm-hmm. talk, the fact that I'm on a podcast, because I find my brain jubbles things up really badly and I find it really hard to like verbalize what I'm trying to say you wouldn't know that my oh. at all like you wouldn't you wouldn't oh I think also when you suddenly find what you're passionate about and I know I can help like honestly and so what's great is I've just found something that I find very easy like I naturally found like the world of color and interiors yeah. easier and so I'm able to communicate it mm. and I love people like people and me oh my god I just need to be hang out with people like all day yeah but you feel like sunshine you are color oh. in human form <laughs> you are and it's funny because like those things that you know maybe were a kryptonite once and yeah. they're now our superpower like I don't know if I've told you but I have a thing called scotopic sensitivity syndrome Okay, you know firstly, I do not even know, couldn't say that word, let alone yeah. know what that is. <laughs> so what it means is that my eyes can't process color the way that oh. normal people can process color. So in school, I always thought I was exceptionally stupid. 
because I couldn't read. So they thought I was dyslexic, but I found out I wasn't dyslexic because I was not able to read black on white. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So what they found, not until my, till grade nine, so year nine, I would, I was, unless I, if I didn't have natural light, which in every, you know, a classroom that I had leading up to then had tons of natural light. So I got by, right? Barely by the skin of my teeth got by. But, you know, I was constantly being checked for, you know, is she a little behind? You know, is she, she's falling behind. She can't read. It affected how I would read music because my brother's two years younger than me. And he was just soaring through like reading, you know, music or in general reading. And I was really struggling. And it was in grade nine when I got into a room where it was just a fluorescent light. Yeah. So no natural light. And I swear to God, I may have been blind. Okay, I couldn't read, and then when what was happening is I was falling further behind because people would, um, I would try to memorize what was on the page because I wouldn't oh want to read God, out loud because the, the mumbling, you talk about mumbling yes. and doubling your words. Yeah. But through color, they found out that my eyes can't really struggle with greens and yellows. Okay, okay? yes, yeah. So I needed to wear purple filters on my eyes, so purple glasses, to be able to read, and it changed my life. But... It actually, I think, has changed the trajectory of my life because wow. I want to create things. And I think a lot of my work is very soft. Totally. Yeah. Because of how I think I see the world. Yes. So I just, th- I think there's a, we have a lot in common in that sense of like, we have this thing that was like. 100%. You know, I think even. That will explain, by the way, your home. Really? This literally, now looking, I'm like, oh my God. Like, if we were on a consultation, you would have, I would have got that out of you. And it makes perfect sense looking at your interiors. Really? Like, all the colours and tones and the softness, the softness of Mm. it. Totally. It's because this is how you see the world. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that interesting? And I think, I I listened to the podcast with the Diary of CEO with the owner of Soho House, and he's dyslexic too. Yeah, he's really dyslexic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I just think that it's it's amazing that, you know, we could have been slotted into a a place, like our trajectory of our lives could have been totally. And look at how well you've done. And I think you're going to continue to help, you know, whether it's people who have disabilities or people who are just trying to help make their home more inspiring, happy, you know, whatever. Um, I I think you're going to continue. Lick is like, this is just the beginning for you guys. Like it's going (laughs) to be insane. Um, What I want to ask a couple more questions about where do you see Lick being in the next couple of years? Because you, okay, so far, so far, you've already done the UK. Done the UK. You've launched in America. Launched in America. Uh, However, oh. better, funnier story about America. Okay. They don't see... No, but you're Canadian. I'm Canadian. Are you ready? Okay, you're Canadian. You don't... No one says lick of paint. We do in Canada. You do? Okay. Yeah, we'd say, like, oh, that, all that needs is a fresh lick of paint. But well, they don't say that in the right. States. <laughs> Boom, baby. Right, I need to launch in Canada. You need to head to so Canada. We launched in America, and they didn't say lick of paint. So they were like, oh, my God, can you lick it? Oh. I was like, can you eat the paint? I was like, on these calls, like, trying not to laugh, being like... No, <laughs> oh. but it's been amazing, but we've got so many learnings from there, but my God, it's been amazing. But yeah, yes, you're just going to educate them. That's all it is. That's all Let we have to do. I literally was like, my sole mission now is mm-hmm. to make every American say lick of pain. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. Like, you know what? If there's anyone that's going to do it, Tash, yeah, it's going to be you. Yeah. It's going to be you. Yeah. So yeah, we've done UK, America. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Europe. I mean, and you, Europe, yeah, yep, in Europe. Um, so, what are you going to expand? Continue. So, what's next? I think our biggest thing is we obviously have been, let's say, live two and a half, three years. Yeah. 
We definitely made, what's that saying? Made hay when the sun was shining yeah. and just fucking went for it. Yeah. And I loved that. And we've got so much learnings from it. But I think now what we're going to do is just take one step back. Okay. And we just launched with Screwfix. Um, and so just our trade product we've just launched with Screwfix and we're about to knowingly sorry everyone we can't announce what we're about to do but it's awesome so um, (laughs) we'll have to just watch that space we'll just have to watch that space but it's coming soon okay um but I think, yeah, with the Soho House partnerships and doing other partnerships with, like, artists like Yinkira Laurie, yeah. um, to Kelly Hoppin, to all of that, we've got so much learnings. And our biggest one is that we need to really focus on colour. Mm. And, like, our core product, which is our paint. Mm-hmm. And we really need to understand, like, how we get our colours out there and get people understanding the power that these amazing colours can have on their homes. And so that's... We definitely, and I know this sounds like lofty, but we definitely see ourselves as being the biggest paint brand in the world. Like we, we know as a team, I think we're a team of 70 now, um, 70, there was five of us and we're now 70. Um, and I know with the team that we've got, we can one trillion percent earn. Like trillion percent earn. I like (laughs) buckle up baby because it's, it's happening. Um, What uh, trends do you think are coming for 2023? Best question. Trends. So, do you know what? We were discussing about, so we were making a coffee, and about how people are purchasing things right now in a totally different way. Okay. I think... This year, 2023, I did my, I do a lot of trend forecasting um, and the biggest trends that I'm seeing is obviously, no surprise to everyone, is sustainability. And I think people, it's called slow design. And I think this word trend where people are like, oh my God, do I have to paint my house every summer and every autumn? You know, that's not sustainable. No. And I think the biggest trend is about finding timeless design and finding design that means something to you, that you connect to, that, you know, um, triggers something within you. Mm -hmm. And so people are buying things which are more expensive, but will last and that they will actually hand down to generations. Mm -hmm. Heirlooms heirlooms and that actually what I personally love going into someone's home and it's not perfect Mm -hmm. and you feel super comfortable and you're like oh my god ignore that I don't know lamp over there it's my aunt she gave it to me but I love it because it was in her home when I was growing up and it tells a memory and to me that's a home you know a home should tell stories it should reflect the people that live there so what I'm seeing in 2023 is people buying things with the purpose of handing it down for generations and colours that will stand the test of time for five years, let's say. So it's like more, like we've gone more earthy. So actually I'm seeing loads of earthy pinks, which I'm here for, by the way. Those, you know, we were saying about shoulder dropping colours? Yeah. Go for pinks. Pink. Pink. So it's, they call it a new neutral. Okay. Pink can go with every colour. And if anyone is on there, on here, pretending like, oh my God, pink can't go with any, like, every colour. It can. It can. It can go orange, it can go green, it can go blue, it can go beige, you name it. So a pink, a dusky pink is, like, here to stay. Um, Your blues and your greens, but ones that really pull the tones of nature. So, again, nothing high saturation, 
earthy, earthy grounding neutrals, all of that basically. Okay. So I need to paint my house pink. Pink house pink. Oh my God. I feel so sorry. My poor husband, our whole house is pink. Is it? No, it's, I'm just obsessed with pink as a color. Um, and literally from floor to ceiling wrapped around, I, my house is pink 01. Um, pink 01. Pink 01. It's this really pale, soft pink, Mm -hmm. but a, it just makes me smile, but it is honestly like someone is hugging you when you come home. Oh, yeah. I love that. Maybe I'll make my office that color. Oh my God, it's really you've good. I've seen it. It's yeah. quite bright up there, but yeah. that would be a really nice, because I spend a lot of time in that in that space with her, whether I'm doing podcast or editing. Yeah. And sometimes, it's, would it be a good color at night though, if I'm in there at night? Okay, so at night, it comes into its own. If you imagine you've got a lamp, which has got the yellow yes. tones, yeah. it pulls out the warmth in the pink. And so it becomes like cozy and like atmospheric. Yeah. So yeah, on, oh, if you paint your dining room pink, yes. it's the best colour for your complexion. So you look awesome. So if you're doing, if you're someone that hosts and does dinner parties, yeah. paint your ceiling pink. <laughs> paint it all pink because I look great. Just paint it pink. Well, I think you've kind of alluded to it actually. Yeah. I, so I took to Instagram last week and I asked a couple questions and I just I uh, picked a few that I wanted yeah. to ask you to tie this up. And um, and I think, like I said, you've kind of alluded to, you, to it, but one of the one of the top questions was, is does Tash have a favorite color? <laughs> Do you have a favorite color? Oh my color? God, guys, the lit colors are my babies. Oh, yeah, They're babies. my babies. <laughs> They're my babies, and I love them. They took me so long to create. Yeah. Um, one of them, one of the greens, took me six months to make. Wow. I just couldn't get the right tone. And actually... Um, Funny enough, it's actually one of our best sellers, which what I was, love. It's called Green 05. Green 05, okay. Um, and I just couldn't get the right amount of yellow to give it the energy, but then it tipped over to being just a bit naff. Mm-hmm. Like it just, there was such a fine line. Um, so my favorite color, I I sway because obviously I'm in this world so much. So yeah. I, at the moment, oh my God, everything needs to be blue. I'm obsessed with blue and I never thought I'd say it. Um, well, it like you said, it's everyone's favorite color. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> I'm just so obsessed with blue at the moment. And, but then like three years ago, I was like pink, 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 pink. I think what I love is I get certain energy from certain colors and like my career or I've this year I've just traveled a lot and I've seen and been inspired to so many things where I'm like oh my god now I'm obsessed with like Mm. Moroccan tiles like all of that so I think I never have a favorite Mm. I just think at certain points in my life I'll always change and sway to a certain color okay are there new colors coming Okay, so we, funny enough, started our palette with 60, super curated. Yep. And because we launched in America, the Americans, obviously, like we were touching on earlier, have light. And, Mm -hmm. like, the North Coast is totally different to the West Coast. Yeah. Sorry, the East and the West. West. and like in the east, it's much grayer. West, it's got this warm sunlight. California. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, you, I feel it. Oh my it. God. And so our palette, we needed to broad, like we needed to basically right. add more colors. So I worked a lot with, out there and um, curated another 60 colors. And so our, so actually our palette now is 125 we will not be bringing out new colors, but what we're going to do is really start talking about and bringing to life yeah. these colors that we've created and clever ways, like not just on your walls, like showing clever color combinations that people can use to, you know, 
you don't need any more colors than those 125. No, I like, don't feel like you do. Because it gets too... Lit- like you said, you get color paralysis. Color paralysis. So, honestly, there's enough colors there. There's definitely a color there for everyone. Yeah. Um, and globally as well. Yeah. Um, but now it's about us educating and helping people understand the yeah. palette. Yeah. Um, I think it's what we're going to look at doing. Okay. Another question I have, and I think this might be the last one. Okay. Is... This one. This is a specific one to someone who is yeah. reached out. How to decorate a bottom ground London flat, all open plan? Would teal O2 be too dark? Oh, bottom ground London flat teal O2. So, firstly, because you are lower ground, you will notice you don't get direct sunlight. So, she or he or was it she or he? She. 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 Yeah. she. She will notice that you've got lots of shadow. Now, why I'm like, yes, go for TLA2 is color absorbs shadow. So by going for a stronger mid-tone like that, it's going to absorb shadow. So straight away, that color is going to add character drama. It's going to literally make your flat come to life. What I would just recommend you do is TLO2 is definitely the right thing to do. Just make sure that your furnishings, your kitchen isn't dark. Because if, for instance, you went for a dark um, sofa or a dark kitchen cabinets, everything's then going to start feeling really dark and heavy and a place that actually you don't want to hang out in. I would keep everything soft, like go for oat, go for beiges, bring in like even like a like an accent color of like mustard or pink or anything like that to like zhuzh it up. That just helps the place like come to life. So yes, tilo too, go for it. Just pair it with softer colors. There we go. Oh, Tash, this has been <laughs> so good. This has been so good. It's so informative, and I think what I love about your about Lick and the brand is you're educating people. You're. Mm-hmm. It's not just a paint brand. It's a it's a lifestyle brand, in, in yeah. my opinion. I, I think that you're going to continue to um, help people in more ways than you probably ever will know because you'll never you'll never fully know the impact that you've had on people. Um, and I'm really excited for what the future has in store and all these little like things that you. You can't tell us <laughs> yeah. that are there. I know you're dying to say, yeah. um, but I, I can't wait for all the, the exciting things that are coming. And um, yeah, I'm really, really, I'm really, it's been amazing to watch you grow and flourish truly oh. over the last couple of years. And I can't wait for the, what the future has in store. So, well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't believe my voice held out. I, I literally, every time I was like, it's got this, it's got this. <laughs> Flourish with Trish is an original podcast hosted by me, Trish. It's produced by my father, Richard Johnson, from his home studio in Ontario, Canada. The music was also composed and produced by my incredibly talented dad, who, like my mom, has always encouraged me to follow my dreams. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs>